Yeah. Hey guys. So, um, I'm in the new place now, which is super exciting, right? Like, it probably sounds just a teensy bit different in here, does it? I don't know. Probably. Um, a little bit echoier, I suppose, but we're getting things set up. I don't know. It sounds pretty good to me. Sounds about the same as before, which is nice. Um, if you happen to hear any sort of meows around the recording, during the recording of this podcast, know that it is coming from a fat gray cat called uh, Moby Dick. And uh, the reason we called him that was because it's what he was named before, but we figured he's about as fat as a whale and Moby Dick seemed to count and... Well, maybe with my last breath I'll stab him and I'll be like Ahab. Or I'll tear off my leg first and it'll be this vengeance thing. I don't know. But yeah, we're in this new place. It's nice. It's It was a gigantic pain to get kind of in here, but you know we had like 12 people helping us out, which is great. It's good to be popular because someday they'll help you move and you'll help them move in return. It's a good thing. It's a real good thing. So first off, thank you guys for uh, taking care of that and helping us out. It was a real, real handy thing um, just all day. Um, I'm also drinking a beer doing this, um, So, and it's been a long day at work. So let's get a podcast rolling, yeah? Okay, let's start doing that. Um, I don't have any emails to give you guys, so that's fantastic. We're going to go right on in to Exodus uh, chapter 13 on this one. I think this one is our 30th episode also, so we're we're getting there, man. We're, we're like not even a 1% of the way done, but we're getting there. We're moving along. We're having a good time. Okay, so on with the show. On with Exodus. Okay. So uh, I think we left off with uh, the 10 plagues had just happened. Right, so the ten plagues just ravaged all of uh, Egypt, and finally Pharaoh said, without any hard hardening or heart hearten heart hardening, uh, that uh, Pharaoh would let them go, which is a good thing, right? Like finally, this shit goes down, and uh, finally things are working good. It's fantastic. Um, so the plagues happened, and finally they're all like, "Yeah, we can we can leave Egypt." But in this transla- uh, translation tradition, whatever. Um, it still kind of sounds like, hey, can we just leave for three days and be right back three days later, this seven-day vacation? But I'm assuming with this, to go out and praise our own Lord sort of thing might also be construed as, Let's, I, we don't want to live here anymore, so we're going to break our lease. Um, yes, but, you know, using plagues to get that done is is a way to go. Um, and apparently we're, there's also been some borrowing of gold and silver from our uh, Egyptian neighbors, as opposed to the Hebrew neighbors, and uh, there was some confusion of some previous stuff, but hopefully some of that will get answered and things. Um, yeah, okay, so, uh, Exodus chapter 13, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Uh-oh. Um, ooh, uh, well, sanctify, I mean, it's not sacrifice, but, um, it kind of sounds like sanctify to make pure or holy or whatever, the firstborn of both animal and beast. Um, maybe it's just a traditional thing. Maybe as I'm reading this right now, it's one of those things of like, hey, you know, make sure that these things are, um, you know, 
God-fearing, you know, uh, prized possessions, maybe. Uh, let's see what happens. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. Um. Again, I'm wondering, like, the reasoning for, like, leavened and unleavened bread to be so fucking important. There, there shall no unleavened bread be eaten. With that sentence in this whole entire thing, it kind of sounds like, yeah, we were working for them and getting kind of beaten, but the bread thing was a real deal breaker. They kept on cutting their bread and shit. Uh, it was it was a bad deal. So, huh, weird. Uh, and this day came, and this day came ye out of the month Abib, 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 Abib. Uh, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which ye swear unto thy fathers, to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey. Ah, hey, all right. Uh, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Okay, so in the month of Abib, uh, you will remember the Passover. Isn't that like in April or something like that? Um... Our April, their Abib, um, that it was a Passover, and to remember that uh, you these uh, these fine folks would eventually be delivered to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and Amorites, and Hivites, and Jebusites, um, and unleavened bread. So remember, keep service of this shit. Uh, seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Seems fair. Okay. Uh... That's fine. Wonderful. Uh, unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall be no leavened bread be seen with thee. Neither shall there be leaven seen in thee in all thy quarters. Um, I'm assuming this means get ready uh, to not eat more bread. Uh, so we're going to eat... Seven days shall meet, uh, shalt eat unleavened bread. Seventh day shall be a feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall be no leavened bread be seen with thee. Okay, so seven days, unleavened bread. Uh, after those seven days, no bread, uh, or at least no leavened... Uh, oh, it's, uh, no, and no leavened bread ever. So whatever bread we're eating, it's going to be unleavened. 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 And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. Um, okay, so it is a, just a reminder, I guess. Huh. Um, and it shall be a sign unto thee upon thine hand for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Okay. So this is a sign, just to remember, motherfuckers. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. Okay. Um, remember this shit, I guess. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, and as he swear unto thee and thy fathers, and shall give it thee. All right. That's cool. Uh, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix 
and every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord's. Still very concerned about this, just because the first one will be God. You know, and that's okay, but, you know, do we sacrifice the first one? Because, um... Maybe they're learning from the Cain and Abel thing. If we killed Cain, Abel would have worked out really well, and he'd have looked really good. You know? Maybe. I don't know. Um, so. Where are we at? Um, shall be the Lord's. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, uh, then thou shalt break his neck, and all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. Mm. Uh, thirteen, thirteen. Seem it's starting to get kind of dark. We <laughs> we were freed from Egypt, but now we have to give up our children a little bit. Uh, and it shall be that the son asketh thee in time to come, saying, "What is this?" Uh, thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us from out of Egypt in the house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. And shall be for a token upon thine hand and, thy f and for front frontlets, between thine eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth. A lot of repetition again in this, but not necessarily clear. Remember, the firstborns died, passing over with the blood of lambs and so on, but remember, the animals should be sacrificed. Still not clear about the whole rules that, um, what to do about it. Just remember it, just remember it happened, that, the God, that God sent ten plagues, and it was a fucking shit show for however long. Um, uh, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that, uh, that God led them not through the way of the land to the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. Okay, so we could have taken you to the Philistines, but maybe you guys would have seen a war that was about to break out, and you guys are going to run right back to Egypt. So maybe we won't. So okay, that's fine. We don't want to take our guys to, to, a, to a war zone. And, you know, we don't, and it goes, you know, kind of off the beaten path. Rather take the long road and go to a place of, uh, of good. Um, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Hey, yeah, all right, that makes sense. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and he shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Um, okay, yeah, all right. And they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped at Etham in the edge of the wilderness. Okay, and the Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of a cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. Okay, pillar of fire. That's fucking awesome. Okay, so we got a pillar of clouds to go like, see this, see this? This is your main quest right here. Go to this. Follow this cloud right here. See this? Follow. Go. Walk. Walk, walk, walk. 
but it's nighttime. No. Let's go to the fire pillar. All right. Although, you know, in this day and age, following a fire pillar is not exactly the best thing to do. Also, was the when uh, before them. So we don't know if it was like in the distance to be like, go toward that. As long as we're heading toward that, we're good. Or if it was like literally like, I don't know, seven feet in front of Moses, who was leading the band of people, you know, because that'll make you believe real fast. You know, if the darkness and frogs and firstborn killing didn't do it. Uh, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So it never necessarily disappeared. It was either a pillar of fire or a pillar of cloud. Whew. That was the rule. Okay. Guiding his people with stuff. All right. So, um, Exodus chapter 14. We're moving along. All right. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihahoroth. 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 Between Migdal and the sea, uh, over against ba- Baal Zephon. Uh, or Baal Zephon. I think Baal Zephon, since Baal is B A A L, and Zephon is, you know, whatever. Uh, so Baal Zephon, I guess. Uh, before it shall ye uh, ye encamp by the sea. Okay, right here. We're going camping! All 600,000 males of you. Um, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. Uh-oh. And I will harden Pharaoh. No, you motherfucker! Why are you hardening his goddamn heart all the goddamn time? This is fucking bullshit, God. Uh, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. It isn't really clear to me. He just let them go. I will harden Pharaoh's heart. For why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Just let us go. This hardship has already been enough. We get whipped and beaten and our children get 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 terrible things. And, and it's, it's just not a good time. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Okay, so 14.4 just seems like I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart again and I'm going to show him who is the Lord. As opposed to the whole idea of the ten goddamn plagues doing the whole fucking thing for him. No, the frogs, the boils, the killing of his own son. It didn't do it. Turning the sea red, fucking up the entire ecosystem there. Making the Egyptians starve while the Hebrews survived. If he didn't believe then that the Lord is there, and I believe he said it in a couple chapters ago that yeah, I guess you mean the God. You know, da-da-da. It would have been one thing if he was like, I don't still believe in your God. Like in that movie, I'm probably going to watch here pretty soon, The Prince of Egypt, where he kind of, it kind of seemed very much like, I don't know this God. I don't know who this is. And it kind of seems like he got the Hebrews to do it. And, you know, it, it was its own sort of poison, whatever, you know. Hebrew assassins, it seemed. And that revenge was on his mind. It wasn't God's work in that. But in this, in the supposedly more or less original semi-old stuff uh it sounds very much like hey i'm gonna toy with this fucking puppet of a man and maybe that's what it is i don't know 
And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and uh, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have they done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made them forget, or made them just fucking idiots and mad. And he made ready his chariot, and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt, and the captains over every one of them. All right, so two guys, so he took about twelve hundred dudes and chariots, so about, I don't know how many horses, two horses per thing? Um, but, you know, if you have chariots and they're doing their job, they can probably do a number of damage against quite a bit of an army of uh, Hebrews. But with over 600,000 males of Hebrews, not counting children, not counting beasts, not counting anything, as I recall the number being back in chapter 12 or whatever, I don't think 600 chosen chariots are going to do shit to this because they'll be easily overrun. Rocks thrown and sticks used to kill those horses fucking fast. It'll be annoying to try and chase after them, but eventually there'll come a time. I'm just thinking tactics here, right? And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. Okay. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them, encamping by the sea beside Pharaoh before Baal-zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, Fair. But, um, yeah, looking at the number now, he's taking 1% and hoping to kill all the Egyptian, uh, all the is Israelites, Israeli, Israel people, uh, with that. Okay, so everyone's like, oh, fuck, dude. Probably weren't trained in war necessarily, but yeah, there's this fight or flight thing. Uh, I don't know. I, again, the numbers game is weird here. But anyway, terrifying to behold. Okay, got it. And they, said unto, uh, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness. Wherefore hast thou dealt w uh, thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? I kind of like Eleven, going like, hey, fucker, did you take us out here just to die out here? Makes sense. I guess, I hope not, because God did this, but maybe he doesn't want to be worshipped anymore. Hmm. Uh, is not the this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Did they say that? Was that a thing? Did any of the Hebrews say, fuck off, I'd rather just stay around here? Because uh, I don't... I don't remember. It seemed very much like Aaron and Moses showed up. And everyone said, well, okay. And it was good. Maybe they're having second thoughts. Maybe they're feeling like, hey, fucker, some of us thought the Egyptians were pretty okay guys. Uh, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Fair enough to finish off the verse of, of uh, 1412. I mean, serving is better than... Serving in life is better than death and the unknown, I suppose. And the faith of the known, I suppose, too. Um, fair. Okay. 
And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show to you today. For the Egyptians whom we have seen today, ye shall see them again no more for ever. Uh, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. That's a good one. 14.14. Nice. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, <laughs> and stretch out thy hand over the sea, uh-huh, and divide it, uh, with my rod. <laughs> and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground to the midst of the sea. And I, behold, will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. Quit fucking doing that. And they shall follow them. And I will get me honor unto Pharaoh and upon all his host, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Sudden thought. Uh, the ideas of acts of God and hardening his heart and so on. On the offhand chance that maybe some of this is not quite, you know, whatever. Maybe it's an explanation for God hardened his heart. God made Pharaoh bipolar. God made him angry. Because, you know, sometimes we'd be like, uh, that's why God made pants. That's why God made windows that open so well. You know, when we don't know something. When we don't know who made it or who is making things happen or, uh, you know, phenomenon. God did it. Whatever. Maybe it's one of those things. It's the explanation from the Egyptian, uh, from the Hebrew people to the Egyptians going, God must be hardening his heart or something. Because he kept on saying go and then kept on changing his mind. So it seems to me, in the explanation of this, Pharaoh is a bit bipolar and having a bit of a selfish um, control complex of sorts. And I could probably follow that with this idea of they're not knowing really why Pharaoh is being such an asshat this entire time. But then again, we have all these times of God saying, I will harden his heart for no reason, really. But... Maybe to prove a point that God wants to just smite some motherfuckers. He doesn't want to just plague them. He wants to bring them down. And have his, people, have his people in a, a predicament and a place to go, Yeah, do that, do that, a hammer. That sort of shit. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and, and the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Okay. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them. And it, uh, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. Okay, so the angel made a camouflage for them. Never really go into that for the, some of these, you know, crossing the river shit. Sometimes it seems like, we gotta get across the river now, or the sea now. Run, 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 And that's kind of how it goes. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. So they're literally walking through this kind of canyon of water like we see in a lot of different depictions. Kind of cool, right? Um, Fucking awesome. Yeah. Put your you know, rod in, in the Red Sea, it parts. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians with a pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. Yeah, I would be troubled too. 
to see a big old pillar of fire and or cloud to be like the pen, as I call it in the Prince of Egypt movie, the cartoon. I call it the pen of God because it kind of looks like this big fiery just writing utensil of sorts. Kind of cool. Kind of awesome. Um, uh, and took off their chariot wheels uh, that they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Uh, I would believe it at that point, too. I mean, if the plagues were just like, this seems like a really strange act of Ra, the other god, uh, or just, good, you know, fine, we'll let you go. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out that hand over the sea, the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. <coughs> okay. So... Um, Egyptians are following. They might have fucked up their chariots a bit, and they're just continuously following, but they're afraid the Lord God and with his fiery pillar of doom. But they're in this uh, river, this uh, the Red Sea, and the, uh, the Hebrews are on the other side. And he's told, hey, reach out your hand, close that shit off. It'll be like a door. Um, it'll close on the Egyptians. Great. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all of the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Just devoured and ate them all with a wall of water. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw that Egyptians saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And it, ooh, yeah, like, ooh, broken bodies by, like, crashing water. Ugh, that's, a bunch of people are probably paste and shark food and things. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Hey, I guess it all worked out. A little bit of murder to make everything kind of work out well, right? That's how God works these days. That's how he's, he's good at that kind of thing, I think. Right? Um, so, another chapter well done. Two chapters down, episode 30. Fantastic. So, as usual, uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, answers to my queries as far as these, uh, these podcasts go, please send me a line at accordingtostupid at gmail.com. You can see it in the show notes uh, in, the, in the various sections of things. Uh, if you like this show, feel free to share it with your friends. Feel free to write a review on iTunes. If you feel like you can't share it with people, that's okay. Find out and uh, find our little link on the iTunes. Just click on that, put write a review, and bam, you're there to be like, it is a good show, or I fucking hate this guy, and you can go from there. It really helps the show and get people to see us and whatnot. Um, and things like that. If you prefer to just find us on Twitter, go to Accord Too Stupid at G, uh, at Accord Too Stupid. Um, we do have a Facebook page. I have every intention of ten spending a tedious day someday and putting things on the YouTube for the convenience of everyone, uh, as well as another place to put out this podcast. But we are all over the place. Um, yeah. So that's that. Thank you guys for listening so much. I enjoy doing this, and I look for—I look forward to it every week. It's a good time. Love you guys. Have fun. Toodaloo. Goodbye now. Hey, I don't care what you are or who God you're 
worshiping and things, but you should go to www.bensound.com. Just saying, they got some sick-ass music on there. Check that shit out.